0: It's an interesting statistic, like 75% or 80% of podcasts don't make it past episode seven. And then the next 50% don't make it past like episode 22 or something. Um, and that's because people don't understand it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Like when you're producing content, it's going to take a lot of time uh, and effort, not just for you to evolve and find your voice, but for people to like get comfortable seeing you all the time and like wanting to listen. So having a goal with it or an intention or purpose, that's a long term thing
1: we're on a mission we're going to find and uncover the smartest most successful entrepreneurs on the planet explore their highs their lows and how they ultimately mastered the game i'm martin cook and i'm excited to welcome you to the smarter destiny podcast i'm grateful for you and your time now let's level up together ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another smarter destiny podcast where this time we have my friend Daxi Perez who is the co-founder of legacy podcasting he is a bit of a legend when it comes to making a successful podcast so you can see why we've got him on the show so Daxi is behind the scenes of many many seven to nine figure entrepreneur podcasts he has generated Tens of millions of downloads across the shows and the show makers that he is helping. And many of their shows have reached the top 10 um, levels in the charts for their show. Not a small feat. I heard of Daxi first off on Annex and Girl, a former guest on our shows, hit on his podcast where he was dropping bombs about all the kinds of things you can do to your podcast to get massive, massive results. And so it was at that point I was like, right, we've got to get Daxi on this show right now, um, immediately. And I think I sent him an email that that very day. But he is also <laughs> the founder of Podcasts Success Secrets, where he teaches this stuff as well. And so we are going to unlock Daxi in today's show, and we going to learn how to make a awesomely successful podcast that does what you are looking to make it do so without further ado of that real sort of half half half-assed uh intro then daxy how's it going man
0: dude uh i'm excited to be unlocked dude and i'm i'm happy that you guys are listening and i make sure that i sure I'm, i'm pretty open book um i don't really hold anything back um so yeah let's go
1: Sweet yeah, and I realized there's a like a twinge of sexual innuendo in there. it's completely intentional so it's with everything
0: <laughs> yeah. There's always there's always a mom joke or something in everything right? Exactly.
1: We're, gonna, we're gonna throw
0: that in and I didn't that's mean to what say, she said. That's what it, she said if you want to throw that out there
1: I do, Yeah, we've got yeah. that as well, but um, yeah, I didn't mean to say half assed I meant more like um, Not at my best in terms of introductions. Maybe it hasn't done done. You I mean justice. it was it was
0: it was a mixture of improv because yeah, so yeah
1: <laughs> Daxi whereabouts in the world are you right now? I'm
0: in South Florida, where it's always one season all year.
1: Yeah, so is that rain?
0: Uh, it's it's a bipolar between rain and sun, um, yeah. so you don't know what you're getting multiple times throughout the day.
1: And what have you got today?
0: <laughs> uh, today's sun, but ri- I wouldn't say today. I would mean right now. Right now, <laughs> okay, <laughs> so all right. It's polar, real. Bottle come and then yeah, but there's but there's no snow, which is great.
1: Um, that is um, that is uh, fantastic for for May as well. So no May snow. That's good. It's good to know. <laughs> so so taxi. We had a little chat off there, but what we tend to do on the show is we we go back to a logical starting point that that was instrumental in the 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 path that you've chosen um, in becoming a successful entrepreneur. And um, I don't know where your starting point is, but if you've got a point in mind where there's maybe a bit of conflict or maybe some kind of story of interest that will kick off this show nicely uh please let us know please paint a word picture for us yeah well first
0: i would like to say like i don't e- i don't even think i'm a successful entrepreneur people call me that but like that was never my intention like i didn't sell stuff in school like i wasn't educated until money until i was about 24. my parents would teach me good stuff about money um i wasn't like a hustler um i probably didn't make my first dollar until i worked at mcdonald's like i didn't sell anything um so that's that's the first thing uh i would say the the big desire started with it was it was kind of forced upon me with the internet um cuz I was in a situation where I didn't have much help or solutions where I lived and through the internet and actually listening to other podcasts like I used to listen to Joe Rogan like in 2008 like expanding my mind through just education online and learning online I realized like screw college like I changed majors like four times um in less than 2 years cuz I was like wasn't finding something and I think it's because most what I've learned is that I have to learn under the apprenticeship model where if I want to do a thing, I have to learn from the person who's doing the thing that I want and I wasn't getting that in the education system. Um, so I went to online and I started learning online. I was like, oh, this guy's doing a lot in e-commerce. Let me go learn e-commerce. Oh, this guy's doing a lot in this method. Let me go learn that method and learn from the person. Um, and the internet kind of forced me to become an entrepreneur. Um, and that's kind of how my journey started, just kind of abandoning the norms. Like in his... I evolved as internet evolved, which is like super grateful for that. Like, you know, I used to use CD players when I was a kid. I used to use iPods before there was mobile phones. And before there was social media, um, I started seeing that in high school. Um, so I was able to like, I just was on the first waves of like that stuff. So Yeah.
1: Nice, and so you, you you found yourself on the internet, dabbling, trying trying on different uh, different learning, seeing what what um, fitted. And you said that you you went through a number of um, different other uh, niches, if you like, before uh, landing on podcasting. So what what um, what things have you uh, tried on in the past on your journey?
0: Yeah, well, actually, I'll, I'll get to the money making piece, but before that, first thing I learned online was how to make music. Um, yeah. And how I learned it was there was a big popular musician named Dead Mouse. I don't know if people have heard of him. Oh, I love Dead Mouse. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, used to love him. Uh, I used yeah. to love him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> his music been that great lately. But uh, he used to like live stream, literally like on UStream, like way back in the day, <laughs> before there was like Facebook or anything. It was like MySpace. Uh, like him just in the studio for eight hours a day, um, and I would literally just look at what he's doing. He's like, oh, this is how he's creating his synth. This is how he's doing this. And I made music like that. And I won some music contest. And that's when I where I realized the power of learning from people who have the thing you want and just learning from that one person. Um, but then I, I took that skill of like knowing how to learn from people and then I applied it to like just buying courses on Odemi all day. Like I, everyone in the start, like if you don't have a mentor, like shiny object will get you for like a long time and you'll always like look for, you'll just be, every ad you'll see will try to like, you'll hop on it. Right. And that's where I was like every time someone pitched me something, I was like, I need that. I was just very gullible. Um, but it allowed me to experiment and try a lot of things. Um, and I, uh, the first success thing, uh, successful thing I did was drop shipping. Um, and that was because I invested a lot of money. Like my first credit card, I put myself in a situation where, uh, I couldn't go back. Like you burn the boats. I bought a course for like $2,500 I didn't have. And I was like, well, I got to do it. <laughs> I got to make money cause I have to pay it. And I work at McDonald's. Um, do you, so. Do you remember
1: whose course it was?
0: Uh, it was Anton Crayley. Um, drop lifestyle. Oh, um, right. So it was drop shipping primarily, and I did my research like i w- watched the webinars. I did some drop shipping beforehand. Um, but this one was primarily u s based um so higher ticket, lower sales, so average cart was like three hundred dollars to like thirteen thousand um, dollars ended up going to Thailand, you know networking and becoming a digital nomad because that's what people do. Uh, and then in Thailand, I met a lot of other people who had online businesses because pretty much any uh, <sighs> any international person you meet in Thailand is probably have an online business. Yep. Um, or they're traveling and you can just tell um, if they're traveling. Um, so I met all these people who did all these different niches like affiliate marketing and and sales and and just everyone freelancers and such, right? Uh, but I also learned that I don't want to become a digital nomad anymore <laughs> <laughs> because it is like you can't grow a business when you're traveling. Like you can maintain one but you can't like you need that consistency and those habits to like, I feel like and I didn't want to live in Thailand, right? And and f- and hop borders every month to get a new visa, right? Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's how I got to where I am now, man. I it, there's a lot that happened. I can't remember it all. A lot of failures too. Um, but um, I would say the biggest thing that I, I read the book um, from from Jeff Bezos, or not from Jeff Bezos about Jeff Bezos, called the Everything Store. And uh, one of the principles I picked f- up from that that allowed me to like take a lot of risk when I was young was when he said. Um, he whenever he has big decisions or big risk, he puts it through the regret minimization factor. So if you'll regret the decision more than you regret failing at it, then you have to do it. Um, because you can't go back in life. You know? So I always whenever I had these big decisions or options, I'm like, well, I regret not taking this big risk of trying to make money online um when I'm eighty years old. And if the answer was mostly always yes, so I had to do it. Um and I failed at a lot of it, but it always led to the next thing, right? So yeah, and that's mm-hmm. how I got here.
1: And 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 so and that's that's amazing. And I, I was I was smiling during the um, digital uh, nomad uh, part as well because uh, uh, obviously I you know I'm a, a big fan of Tim Ferriss and four hour work week and um, even now all of our businesses are built that you could so you can run them from a laptop um, on the beach anywhere. Right, that's that's the the point of them. Um, but not quite. Whilst um, traveling, we still got uh teams and so on but uh i was just smiling because i I, re- I read an article this week and it was it was it's from a well-known um publisher actually and it's it's sort of it really it's like roasting the kind of um uh the the the, the backpackers in thailand talking cryptocurrency yeah. and drop shipping I wouldn't and so roast on. It. like i'm not yeah.
0: like you have to experience it Absolutely. some people are like it's a very personality driven thing not like a it's like a blanket thing right um you have to experience it. There's pros and cons to it. Like I actually saved a lot of money. <laughs> things were cheap, uh, but like, yeah, I don't know the language. And then, um, I got food poisoning like four times. Like there's a lot of other things, right?
1: <laughs> like, uh, yeah, absolutely. And, and for the record, I'm not slamming it. It was just, um, a humorous article. That's what, that's what I meant by, yeah. uh, by the, the smile. But back to you and your journey, at some point you then discovered, obviously you'd been listening to, uh, to podcasts. Um, but at some point you decided to do a little bit more, not, not, just be a listener. Can you talk to us a little bit about that point?
0: Yeah. So like back to like me doing multiple things and like just having signed object, uh, freelancing was one of the things I did and I leveraged the skill I had for making music to editing podcasts. So I'd always do like some gigs on Upwork and fiber, um, just to make some money. Um, because drop shipping was like a good amount of income. Like I was making like 10 K a month revenue. And then there's like probably like 2 K in pocket. Um, but I so I was always doing other things. Right. Um, and, through, like I said, a lot of failures lead to stuff. Through going to Thailand, I met a friend who had another friend who had a big agency who was looking for audio editors and such. And I hopped on. I got to see the inner workings of two big agencies um, for about a year and a half, two years, and that's when I realized like there's a lot of opportunity in the market that they didn't weren't willing to fulfill, and I was like, I'm going to go fulfill it for a new market um, with a different service, um, and that's how we've kind of exploded in a year. Like just blew up in a year. Um, now we're just like waiting lists, like we can't even take out more clients um, because we offer we've almost trademarked a name, like a content machine where from one podcast you can create a lot of content for all of your other platforms because it is long form, right? Um, and we take out a lot of bulk in people's content production process because we can post on every platform and do everything. so they don't have to hire other people, they don't have to manage other things, and that's that's the service we've provided. Um, and it's gone really good. So,
1: nice. And so we're talking about legacy podcasting here. is that is that is that the company? Yeah,
0: So we're yep. talking about the the company I co-founded, yeah,
1: nice. And so um talk to us a little bit about that that content creation then. so in in terms of so we've got a podcast show. we we're, we're we're doing one right now. Um, talk to me a little bit about how your team would break that down um, and 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 reuse that content to um to whatever goal it is that they're they're trying to achieve,
0: yeah. so it it's a dynamic question. um. We work in different niches. People have different goals with their business, different objectives. Um, And that's kind of our strength too. Uh, All of our clients are our friends and we really understand their business and what they're doing because with content, you always have to adapt and like be innovative in how you deliver it and exactly what the content is because a lot of it is real time. If you want things to pop or go viral or have some sort of like word of mouth, it has to be something that's like, it's essentially like you're a media company, right? You're trying to do good articles and have good hooks and good titles and get people to listen and eventually like a lot of it is just talking about problems and solutions. So every, every podcast is mainly just to help people want to work with them. Like the listeners want to like work with them as a client or just to like, just to like, there's a lot of hidden benefits, right? Sometimes some people just want to have relationships with the, with the people they interview. Um, Some people want to be seen as an authority and producing a lot of content, makes them be seen as an authority. Some people don't want to hire other social media teams. So they just do a podcast to like knock out all that. So they just have stuff to repurpose. So, yeah. I mean i don't know if that answers your question
1: yeah um, it kind of does and i th- you said dynamic and so so I, I made a point right okay i need to focus you so what about if um if the goal of the business now like for, for example take take this business smart smarter destiny is the is the brand behind this podcast and we don't monetize this podcast at all we're, we're putting out great value we're, we're connecting with with great people and um you know we're just we're building goodwill i it's a it's a side product project it's not it's not my main brand it's but it's something that very much enjoy doing and so you know we've got um one or two members in the team working on the podcast but it's super duper lean and so if the goal is to um to drive downloads to increase the downloads to increase the listener base to 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 um generate more impressions with the show how would you approach that as a challenge
0: um well first i would ask why do you want more downloads
1: that's a great That's question. That's the first thing I would ask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, to drive into the uh, into the the various products that Smarter Destiny has, so um, which again are about giving out value. It's uh, it's uh, yeah. We can talk uh, uh, off air a little yeah. bit about the uh, the the bigger yeah, yeah, picture. Yeah, which I'm, I'm, like, that wasn't
0: my main intention. That yeah, was more yeah. of like what I would say to someone. Yeah. Um, because what because there's a lot of misconception about how to increase downloads, right? Um, a lot of it, like podcasts is naturally a nurturing tool so it's mainly for the first like 10 to 100 downloads you get per month um probably more than ten thousand. um it's not going to be used for cold traffic it's going to be used to nurturing so there you have to be doing a lot of stuff on the front end like you know having like being really active on linkedin being really active on facebook being really active on building your email list and then once you give some sort of something of value to someone then you bring them to the podcast or you market the podcast Um, So you have to be doing something on the front end to uh, generate awareness and attention um, and emails, whatever that is, and then tell them about your podcast um, or have people share your podcast. And that's how you increase downloads. So usually when people have a download problem, they don't have a download problem. They have like an attention problem somewhere else or they have a uh, um, they're not doing anything to like get people to want to listen to their podcast. Right. Because like you, like when you how do you listen to podcasts? Right. Someone gives you value. Your friend tells you about it. Like there has to be something on the front end for you to trust it. That you're, you're gonna spend 30 minutes of your time and get something back. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much how you increase downloads, which isn't has nothing to do with the podcast, right? Most of the time, because there's 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 stuff you can do like to optimize with with titles and SEO and like Google now is like um, improving audio SEO. Like one of my recent podcasts ranked number one in Google just off the title, like for how to get interviewed on other podcasts. Maybe it's still number one. I haven't looked in like a week or two. Um, because they're automatically transcribing episodes now Google and the algorithm and, and ranking that um, obviously you can rank your blog post. You can rank uh, depending on how you do the social media content. Um, if you're interviewing guests, having them promote the content, uh, paid traffic, um, et cetera. But
1: yeah, I love that. And so the, how the, the, imp-
0: the, the goal of the downloads is really important though, because I know a lot of people with a lot of downloads, but and then, I, then I know a lot of people with a little bit of downloads, and they're they're making more money. So, so it depends like how, who those people are. It's more about depth than width, usually. Okay, so
1: in, in um, terms of uh, rather than saying um, about down uh, downloads, how about in saying in in findability, so that that it's organically being found um, to generate more more listeners. For example, I you, you mentioned Joe Rogan earlier on, so we'll use it as a good example. You know, anybody looking to explore a new um, a new podcast show they'll they'll, you know they'll have a have a scroll through the various different shows available but it will show up it will be there because it's a top ranked um show and so he'll get a lot of new listeners because it's like oh this everyone says this one's a great one so i should check this out
0: yeah what about that
1: <laughs> so how so it, rather than uh focusing then on the the downloads how to increase the downloads um side how about how to increase um the the uh the ranking or whatever you call the ranking the, the, is to to get seen. yeah and the, and the
0: algorithm is is downloads and subscribers is what they 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 get you ranked you know a lot of our clients are ranked up there but that's and also, like our qual- qualification to work with clients is like, do you already have a passionate audience, and do you already have people who listen to you? Then it's easy to get them ranked, because <laughs> they're like they already like them. The podcast is a way for them to go deeper, and it's used as a nurturing vehicle. So it's successful no matter what. Joe Rogan's been doing it for ten years, right? Um, Gary Vee's been doing it for ten years. The ranking's more of a byproduct. It isn't the the goal. Um, the goal is to get people. To like, and it, it, it it's very, like I said, it's very dynamic to people's business, right? You might want to go really hard on one platform first. You might want to just make Instagram your thing, right? How are you going to be hyperactive on Instagram to get awareness to your profile, which might bring someone to your email list, but then the email list might be driving the podcast traffic or it might bring someone to your blog post about the podcast. Like there has to be hooks. Like where, where are the hooks at Um, with the podcast is essentially the beginning and what what's performing the best, right? You might just have to look holistically, like where your audience is. Might be LinkedIn, might be Pinterest. A lot of people who drive traffic from Pinterest, right. Um, it might be how you do the content, you know, like video obviously performs better. It's harder. Um, but it performs better. Um, on social media, maybe you, you live stream the podcast episodes. You see that works. Maybe you start a Facebook group and drive traffic to the Facebook group and then you mention the podcast in there, right. It has to be like omnipresence and there's just a lot of testing involved, right. And seeing what works. Um, and also why a lot of it's just branding, right. And messaging. Um, why people should listen and what's the benefit if they do listen and then having that clear, like we can go deep on this topic, but like, let's do
1: it. Let's, gonna... let's, let's get in the weeds Daxie. I'm, I'm, I'm mentally making notes right now knowing that it's being recorded. I can listen back. Um, let's, let's go in the weeds. Um, you know, d- drill down into to whichever area you like. Cause I realize I've sort of got, you've got shit. I've got two minutes to answer this question. And like, there's so many I could speak about this for two days. So you, you, yeah. you, know, you, you take the wheel. um
0: so one of the biggest things is always like the who right when you understand who you're talking to you can really be confident on the topics and then people can have confidence in when they're listening like i'm listening to get this end result in life and this content is going to help me and then like how you actually script the episode etc i know you do a lot of interviews um so let's just take for you for example like what would you say the major goal of your podcast is
1: so as I said, right now we it's it's a channel that um, we're, that we're building, right? It's a channel that um, we're looking to build, um, email list, podcasts, and any other channel which we actually control, or we we have uh, more control over than say the Facebook page, for example. I have nearly two hundred thousand fans on my Facebook page, but it's super you know, super disengaged, inactive because Facebook changed their algorithm, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. So what is the goal of your content?
1: So the goal of the content is to give value at this stage. Um, the the and indeed that's the the goal of the brand. Um, Smarter Destiny is a really really great um, uh, networking um, cog yeah. in the in and, the bigger machine at the moment. I mean, um, and, and just
0: us. to put it simply, like essentially like every business, they help a certain group of people achieve something, right? They have a promise, they have a a product, and they have a a process. Mm-hmm. Um and you are most the best performing content we've seen, because like like I said, we work with a lot of info infopreneurs, people who sell products, coaching. Um, they're really good at talking about problems and solutions. Um, but obviously there's if they want advanced solutions, um they have products for that, right? And that's what their business is. It's value ladders. Um they kind of lead with stuff on the front end, no-brainers on the front end, and then that sends people to qualify for your other programs, whatever that is. And a lot of this has to get is into marketing, um, which is mainly where my head's at with podcasting, where I feel like I'm different from other agencies. We think about the marketing piece and how are you going to like create a business out of it. That's actually helping people. That's actually serving people um, because that's the whole point, right? Is to serve people. Um, Cause then that's how you grow. Cause you can sell stuff and like kind of be a pitch man, but like you won't be actually serving. Cause I know a lot of people who don't serve people when they sell stuff really.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Okay, so then um, you've you, you focused me down now, so I can I can answer your question, Daxie. So, so the Smarter Destiny as a brand is about teaching um, digital founders, digital business owners to scale from the sort of mid mid six figure range is where we typically come in to the eight and nine figure range. My my most recent book um, there is all about scaling from six to seven.
0: The there you one. Go. 1% secret how to scale your e-commerce business from seven, six figures to seven. Yeah. Nice.
1: There you go. Uh, a little soundbite then as well we can use. Um, but, uh-huh. but, but you know, that, that's what we do, but there's, there's a key difference with Smart destiny is the brand and that the whole why behind why the fuck I do this when I'm plenty busy, busy enough, right? Why I've given away thousands of copies of this book already. It's about teaching people to build a business, but to be responsible and leverage the success from that business to make the world a better place at the the same time and so i can I, I practice what i preach right so new brew which is um a new my nootropic brand uh, it's a delicious strawberry lemonade drink um that uh, you drink every day and it helps your brain right i launched that this year if
0: you have a discount code we can go visit the website and purchase it
1: absolutely we can send <laughs> it can... for an
0: ad by the way <laughs>
1: yeah <laughs> but um but no but with that right we we fortify um uh, the meals of a child for a year with every purchase right and obviously the more a minimum of one child for a minimum of one year if you order more it it does more right And, and the point is and we did that from the beginning even before we were profitable we did that from the very beginning because the point is that you build a successful business and we'll teach you how to build a successful business like you know i'm surrounded by a network of amazing people that do that but we want you to be responsible and build a business that makes the world better so that the better you are the better the world is right kind of the opposite of cigarettes you know the more successful a cigarette company sells cigarettes the kind of the worst the 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 world is right and and that's and, and and that's what we teach you we call it being an enlightened entrepreneur and there's a whole um section of the book about that and so the podcast is an extension of that. It's it's about um, getting our audience in a room with amazing people, the kind of amazing people that um, that I interact with through my mastermind and network and events and so on that we put on, um, t- so we can learn from the people that are already operating eight and nine figure, even ten figure. We had Rodan Fraser on. He's he's you know. Um, he's, he's big he's uh yeah he's an advisor to um billion dollar brands and um you know and that's and that's what it's about getting a room with these people to learn from them and to extract it through the interviews so there you go yeah. I, I nudged enough and i was like all right okay boom here's the pitch no no
0: that's that's a, that's <laughs> important because like the big thing that i see for podcasts that so grow just brand because we call them podcasts but like and this is this is a, this is funny right because everyone always asks me like is podcasting a trend is it gonna like is it too late to start a podcast i'm like you don't get it like it's just communication like podcast is just the name of it but honestly it's just the best form to deliver long like the best platform to deliver you talking to someone like it's just community it's what radio was but it radio didn't adapt to technology because like the actual technology like your phone doesn't can't pick up radio like it's just better to have apps like radio doesn't have an app um and it's just a way to communicate, right? So, like, you can communicate anything. There's podcasts that are just entertainment. There's podcasts that are just comedy. Like, I don't mess in that space, but I know a lot of people make money in that space. There's podcasts of celebrities. There's there's huge podcasts of girls just talking about their stories of having sex with guys. Um, I listen to them, but it's a niche, right? There's one niche. I'm not going to get into the weird ones, actually. <laughs>
1: uh, <laughs> no, I'm, one like, weird one. I'm like, tell me more. Like,
0: essentially, it's just a way to de- communicate a message, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of things with, and that's why I love people like you, people who are just doing it. Because the main point of content is just to remind people that you exist a lot of times and just to be relevant. Because um, a lot of it is a discovery process. You might do a piece of content or you might do something that really works and you realize, all right, I got to dive deeper in that. or "I got Because being a marketer is really just about testing content, testing messages, testing offers, testing product services, and you can't do that unless you're talking to people. So... Uh, a lot of the things we tell our clients is like, hey, you're building an asset that you can rely on, that you own, almost like an email list when you have subscribers that you can always talk to. It's not like Facebook or Instagram where you can get banned. Um, it's your platform. Unless you're like Alex Jones and you want to talk about conspiracies all day, you might get banned. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's just an asset you're building. So yeah.
1: So so okay so we've um so we've already established that that podcast isn't the sort of intro thing typically typically um you've already attracted uh, your audience or you're already talking to your audience on a different platform be it through a blog facebook um a group social media yeah. wh- where, wherever it is and you funneled them now into the longer form um, podcast where as you say it's like the nurture sequence you're talking about what you're doing you're you're further Behind getting the scenes, to know like your customer.
0: exclusive stuff like if they really want to like get to know like and trust you, they have to listen to the podcast to get like to dive into the mindset, the deeper stuff. That you can't deliver in a one-minute Instagram video, you know, whether it's stories or examples. Like people just want to be walked through stuff sometimes, right? It's just hard to do some stuff through, you know. And and the thing is too, like I love the mindset of a listener on a podcast, and it's way different. And this is why I tell marketers, right? Marketers like the game's attention, right? If you have someone's attention, you can do a lot with it. That's why people love webinars. When they have forty-five minutes, they can really get over a lot mentally to get them to emotionally want to invest in their stuff. That's why people do webinars. Um, with social media, you're an algorithm, man. You're you're battling in a feed. People are scrolling. People can get distracted. They can get notifications. When people listen to a podcast, they download it, and they're in right. Like you're in their head, and they're. It's hard to like, like use your brain on other stuff when you're listening to a podcast. Or or if you do, you just have to pause it because you can't follow. So you have to pay attention. so there's power in that. people realize that so
1: and 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 absolutely. it's a beautiful a beautiful platform for delving in deeper, getting into the weeds and getting to know in um, sort of more long form, like like you said, not not being so shallow. and so um other than the the obvious. We've, we've already now sort of touched upon how to get more downloads. Okay, so get more downloads by building your other channels and funneling them into your, your podcast, okay? Yeah, um, everything's
0: just cross-promote, right? The podcast can cross-promote your other stuff, just like the other stuff can cross-promote the podcast, right?
1: And um. so now the other part of the algorithm you said, it's so downloads and subscribers. So now, other than, you know, just great content and they will hit the subscribe button, what should um, great podcasts be doing to, to remind, entice, encourage those users to subscribe?
0: I just ask him uh, usually in the front, in the beginning of the episode. I like using the beginning of episodes to just kind of summarize the episode. Um, what's going to come just kind of tease, like almost like give people why they should listen and why they should stick. Like, Hey, we're gonna talk about this by the end of the episode, you're going to learn, like have a promise for the episode. Um, and then casually, like there's a lot of tactics to podcast, but you can casually mention like, Oh, also guys, before we hop in, it really helps if you share this to one friend or if you subscribe, that's it. Just casual in conversation. Um, making that a habit uh works best um so that's all i could say like if you want something just have to casually ask for it and like be genuine about it and just tell people like hey it means a lot like if they subscribe subscribe so
1: not much else you can do there (laughs) so so not like talking about harming kittens or anything like that you know um subscribe i haven't
0: tried that one
1: so what what's some um let's get delve into some uh, of the uh, the the things that you have done which might might be slightly out of the box i know in in the interview that you did with Onik, which was a great sh- like a great show there um he that was, was very much too
0: because it was so imp- like last minute i didn't know what to expect um <laughs> and i was surprised that he asked me i think he like dm'd me and i gave him a really good answer for something um and uh it's funny i actually like he wanted to like hire me for something and i said no um because <laughs> uh it was just a part of our business we don't do anymore, um, yeah. but yeah, it was, it was a great interview.
1: And in in that interview, he was very much um, drilling down on, um, look, there's so much information out there, and it's all it's all the same shit. Tell me the stuff that people aren't doing that gets results. And so I definitely want to preface this question um, with that. What are some of the things that you're seeing working in 2020 for um, growing a show, whatever whatever that oh. looks like to you?
0: Ooh. I got a good one. Go for it. There's a few things. One, this is a big one uh, that some of our clients are doing. We've been seeing behind the scenes and it's been working good is involving the community more than having episodes that is more than two people. So like, if you did like an episode like, hey, I asked the top people in my community uh, what are they doing during coronavirus to get through? And then all eight of them, you ask them, you DM them, like, hey, can you give me a one-minute clip? And you insert it in an episode. So this is when you have something that's very, where you're an expert and you have a community and people listen to you. Because then social proof is the biggest thing mm. as an owner. Um, she, one of my other clients, too, she has an e-commerce business, um, crushes it. She did an episode where, because one thing they want to know is, like, how do I get influencers to promote my products? So what she did is she, in, she asked eight big influencers what they want in one to three minutes, and that was an episode stacked. But the cool thing is each one of those people can promote the episode. So instead of one person promoting an episode, you have eight people who can potentially shout your episode out, repost it on Instagram, share it to their friend. You know, especially if you have people from your community that lo- the people who have smaller audiences um, are way more likely to share it because they don't have any content. You know. And like their friends are usually like them. So they will probably be interested in that content. Right. That's why asking people to share your stuff is the most powerful thing. Because their commu- their friends are usually like them. So if they're interested in that, their p- friends are probably interested in that, right? It's just a trust thing. Um, so that's one big thing. Um, 2020. <clears throat> I would say personal brand profiles is the easiest way to, to get started and getting an easy audience. So what does that mean? Leveraging your... your your Facebook, your Instagram, your LinkedIn is your website. Like, fuck a website. Like I, I made a lot of money without a website. I use the profile to show people what I'm about, what I help them with, and how they can work with me. And then once I had that in place, my profile is my landing page. It is my funnel. You can go to my profiles and look. Um, I added 50 people on Facebook who are targeted. I went to Facebook groups who had uh, people who engaged on Facebook who are in the groups about podcasting, whatever, as out of people one by one. Then I'll post content about what I could, like related to what I could help them with. Then I would launch a product. I'll be like, I would just gauge them. Like, hey, if I made this, would you guys be interested? You launch a beta product. You test it out. You get testimonials. You do something else, right? So, using personal profiles and then being hyperactive on them, whether you get a VA or do it yourself in the beginning, um, is a powerful, right? And, and on Facebook too, like, if you DM them on someone on Facebook, you're way more likely to be shown, your post to be shown in them on an algorithm because Facebook thinks you're friends because you talked on Messenger, right? Um, so there's a lot of tactics. Like, that's more of a startup tactic. Like If you're trying to get to your first 10,000 downloads plus, like, just be hyperactive on social media.
1: Um, I like that. And so, okay. what about what about later on in the stage? So, so we're definitely past that stage, and and we're more at this point. We're we're putting together our our, our website, right? So, at the moment, at the moment, we it's it's terrible. We 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 drive to um anchor or or directly to to Apple or whatever. We we're giving we're giving traffic to these other platforms, and we're definitely in the, the position position where we're like, right, we, you know, we've got to have this on our own website. What does a um What does a podcast website look like? What should it contain?
0: Um <clears throat> depends what your business is, right? If you want it your business to be part of the website, um, or if you just want it to be just about your content. Um, the podcast should be positioned as blog post um and, and they should be embedded like with transcripts to help SEO. Um, it's not like you can literally just use your show notes and your timestamps and your bullet points and repurpose it into a blog post. Um and then, it depends what the purpose of your website is, right? Some people, like, we go heavy on blog posts, like a thousand words, because the blog post, there's not really, like, that isn't the goal. The goal is to get them to the blog post for them to be pixeled, because then they've showed interest, and then to retarget them into products and services. Because It's not going to be the first time seeing them. Um, so... That's that's pretty much what the blog post <laughs> I, I, yeah.
1: What about um? What about in terms of uh, making it shareable? So so whether it's the the blog post oh, about yeah, the show or the show itself.
0: Uh, yeah, we right now it's all about stories. Um, yeah, stories like Instagram stories and Facebook stories. Um, there's a lot of high consumption we see on that. Um, when people share stuff in the feed, people aren't really like hopping off the feed, but stories. It's very easy for people to tag you and for you to be shown to like 1,000, 10,000 people immediately. Um, and you, for you to have your profile tagged and you have a screenshot of your things, we see stories as the best sharing, uh, shareable thing. Um, and we, for some clients, we do, we have a weekly giveaway we do of swag. They get a, everyone wins something, uh, but to qualify, you have to share the episode mm. um, and tag them on Instagram. Um, and every week they're going to give a lucky person a free whatever,
1: and whatever it is, and they're just looking through the people that have used the hashtag. Uh, to, yeah, and I mean, like,
0: that—that's works better if you have a brand and a movement where people like want that stuff, like they're like something that people can identify with, right? And that's that's the big thing for having a successful brand or podcast is having something people can identify with, right? Um, identity is a big thing in, in marketing for people to like buy in. And like be part of a movement. They want to feel like everything they listen or it's helping them be more of that thing, right? So
1: and what about um what about users that are um like so we, so say we've got listeners on here who um have existing brands and, and and they've been thinking for a long time that they want to get their podcast up and running but uh for for some reason they're hitting uh, a mental snack what would you say is the 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 fastest quickest most effective uh, combination of those um way to to just get a podcast show up and running um nowadays yeah
0: i think the method you shared, which I don't know if it was on air or not, but like just recording your first 10 episodes is a great way. Um, Also, it's an interesting statistic. Uh, I think uh, like 75% or 80% of podcasts don't make it past episode seven. Mm. Um, And then then the next 50% don't make it past like episode 22 or something. Um, And that's because people don't understand it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Like when you're producing content, it's going to take a lot of time. Uh, an effort not just for you to evolve and find your voice but for people to like get comfortable seeing you all the time and like wanting to listen um so having a goal with it or an intention or purpose that's a long term thing right if you're starting a new business and you're starting a podcast with it and you're not and it's not something that's proven like the messaging isn't proven and like you know like the angle isn't proven like a lot of it has to do with market research like what's going to work now, right? Like what are the current problems in the market that you can tackle? That's what, cause there's always new people coming in the market, right? Because a lot of it, has to do with real time. Like there's TikTok gurus popping up right now. I got a lot of friends who are like popping up on TikTok and like educating on it now because it's a new, they're just grabbing hold of a new demand and desire in the market. Um, and so figuring out what that is, like what are the current problems in the market that you could talk about, solve and be positioned for a lot of it has to be like, a lot of it has to do with, like, what do you want to be known for, too? Like, what is that thing? Like, for me, it's like the podcast guy, right? I've done a lot of stuff. But people know me as a podcast guy because that's all I talk about, right? And then just doing it around that. So there's a lot <laughs> that goes into vault, right? Like, who, what is your current audience? Like, what do they currently listen? Like, we survey uh, audiences too when we work with a client. Like, who do they listen to? What do they like listening to? What kind of format? Do they like long form they like short form? Do they like interviews? Do they want me to talk? Um, surveying your audience if you have one is really good. That also serves as a marketing function because you can let people know something's coming like, Hey, I have a podcast coming, what'd you want to hear? Um, and then also just polling. Like if you have audiences asking people constantly asking for feedback, my first like 20 episodes or so, my only call to action was feedback. Like, Hey, what do you want me? What do you want me to talk about? You know, if this was value, let me know. Uh, if you, and then I also at- gave people homework, like, Hey, go do this thing. Cause that's the biggest way for people to stick around. If you give them something to implement in their life and they get result with, they'll come back to you, and then and every time they'll never forget about you because that result in their life was because of you. There's a lot of people in my life that I I haven't forgot about because that result I got in that thing was from them, and like that's the biggest way to have like retention from like a, a listener, just get them a result in something. So whenever you teach someone something, be like, all right, now I want you to go like this is how to meditate. Now tonight, go meditate and do this three steps. Let me know how it was or something, you know? Um, So go tell people to do stuff,
1: so. I love that, and so um, just just for clarity, just for anyone, because because the the thing that you, you said is a great starting point. Um, that was off air, so uh, just to just to reiterate, on air, as it as it were. Um, w- when we, when I got started with this show, it was after maybe a year of going, Oh, I need to get a podcast going, I need to get a podcast going, and and eventually the 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 way I bit the bullet, as it were, to to do it, is I committed to record ten. So I committed to record just ten episodes and said, right, you know, it's not going to be a commitment to do three or four or whatever. It's going to be ten and see see how that feels, right? See see whether after that ten it was enjoyable experience or not. And then the other bottleneck for me, the other thing which was um, was uh, difficult um, in in terms of uh, visualizing how it would be and I knew would be a bottleneck is the editing side of things. And so that was a big um, hurdle for me. And I eventually um, found our podcast editor a guy named Marco, who does a phenomenal job. He's been with us since the very beginning, um and and you know, explain the vision, explain what what we wanted. And he was completely on board. Yeah. And um, you know, and, and that that was it right. And now we can just put these show these these raw episodes into a google drive and 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 Marco makes it makes it happen as it were. yeah,
0: and those are usually the biggest things that stop people. like so I, that's a great tip. like just record um because whatever goal you want or intention you want for a podcast, it's all based off of if you actually record and you're consistent. Like, if that isn't in play, like, if you have a problem with that, like, no other, nothing else should be, like, a focus. Um, so record that. That's a big pillar. Because once you have that, that'll be a big weight off, and you know you can put something out in the world. And then easily, like, I think if you're not, com- if you've never hired someone before, people don't even think that's a possibility to do it for so cheap. But, like, audio editors are cheap, man. Just go on Upwork, go on Fiverr, you'll find them for cheap, and then just build the process around it where, um they can just do it for you. Right. So
1: absolutely. And, and I mean, if anyone is looking for my particular, um, podcast editor, they can email me martin at smartdestiny.com And I, I, I don't mind making that introduction. Um, as I know he's damn good and I don't get any commission for it. But, um, and so then the final thing uh, that I wanted to ask, so we talked about subscribers, we talked about downloads, how important reviews.
0: Um, they are important because that's the only number people see on your podcast um they don't see and that's that's another powerful thing about podcasts right they don't see your subscribers they don't see your downloads so people can't tell like if it's bad or not right um review what people usually see is how long have you been active um how uh, many reviews you have and they just listen for quality and such um so reviews are important um in the beginning for your first couple hundred um you definitely want to be asking people for reviews, but like personally. So like whenever you have a conversation with a listener, be like, cool man, but uh, also this would mean a lot if you just leave me a review and make it easy for them, give them a link, whatever, um, or incentivize people in the beginning. If people left me a review, I would do a free 10 minute call with them. Um, so incentivize that in the beginning. So you hit kind of your goal, your number. Um, and yeah, so.
1: And what do you think a good number is? A good benchmark?
0: Anything. Uh, <laughs> I, I would say over A hundred. But I don't even think I'm there yet just because um, yeah, it hasn't been a focus. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah. So. I, definitely, I definitely see some brand new stores like cropping up and they've already got like hundreds and hundreds of reviews. Yeah. You know, some people pay episodes. for fake
0: reviews and such. I mean, if you just email you, or if you just text your friends and family, they'll do it. Um, yeah. You have to ins- incentivizing it is one of the easiest ways. You can give away something if someone or actually one thing we do with our client this is a really good one. Um, we do a question and answer episode. But they'll only answer the question if you put the or the yeah, if you only answer the question if you put it in a review. <laughs> um so they'll shout you so every every the beginning of every episode, she shouts out one review. Um she she even says her name and she even tells them like if you want to put your Instagram or website, put it there free promo. Um and people love that. People love getting their ego inflated. So and people love getting shouted out. So every episode she'll do like a minute or 2 to re read a review, she'll answer a question. So that's another way to get reviews. Like actually so tell do- people about it.
1: How would that work if someone wanted to ask a second question or if um, they've asked a question before and it's already their reviews done? Tell
0: them to DM you
1: or something? Yeah, it would be like, hey, I'm or I'm, uh, like, yeah, just before.
0: tell them to DM you or go to the Facebook Facebook group or wherever you have conversations going with your customers.
1: Mm. So, I love that. That's follow. that's that's a that's a golden nugget right there. Yeah, get, yeah, get we them do to ask The questions we in do, the review
0: episodes are actually really big for our, some of our clients. Is the biggest episode. Um, they do like an Instagram Q&A. So they'll do a story and they'll ask like, hey, what's your question? I'll answer and shout you out on the podcast. Um, and people love that. So mm,
1: love that. Okay. So um, just before we go into the rapid fire question section, Daxi, um, where can people um, find out more about you and, um, and get hold of the stuff that you offer?
0: Yeah. So I have a Facebook group podcast success secrets where I do, I kind of share everything I know, like real time, what I learn in the industry and then my podcast as well, same name. Um, and then, yeah, we have an agency if you're interested in services. That, yeah, legacypodcasting.com. But uh, yeah, podcast is the Facebook group is where most stuff happens. So,
1: yeah, check it out, yeah. folks. All right, okay. So at this point, we mix it up a little bit. We're going to the rapid fire question round. I ask the questions quickly. You can take as long as you want to answer them. Sometimes we go off on a tangent. We always come back. Are you up for that? Yeah, man. Are you two thumbs up up for that?
0: Two thumbs up. Uh, yeah. Boom.
1: I see them. Boom. Okay, question number one. What superhero would you be and why?
0: I think I would be a superhero that hasn't existed yet. Hmm. Um, because I want many powers. <laughs> but uh, I guess if I, I guess, can I say a superpower? Because I don't really know comics. Yeah. Um, I would say teleportation.
1: Yeah. How come? Yeah. Why?
0: Because travel takes time.
1: So you just, you, you want to get, you want to have the travel, but none of the uh, time it takes. Yeah, I think it's
0: better than flying, because flying is like, takes time. Teleportation yeah. is like, you, you, yeah, I think it's the best power. Boom!
1: Uh, <laughs> just just in our current time? or hate airplanes, I hate, time, airplanes. I hate His, airplanes, so that's another can you reason. Can you go forward and backwards in time as well, or is it oh, just on the current? Oh, that's a whole different,
0: term? that's, that's time traveling.
1: Yeah, I mean, but just, could it be teleportation oh. through time, is another way of saying that,
0: Um, sure. I don't know if I would want to live forever, but, uh. I guess it would be cool uh, but it's not a desire
1: no it's just that i
0: i I rather have teleportation through space like just travel anywhere i wanted, rather than time
1: nice what's one thing that people often incorrectly assume about you
0: i don't know man i've never i've never thought of that so i don't like i don't have that feeling (laughs) that people like i wish people thought this about me do you Um, find yourself
1: correcting people a lot when they when they've said certain things and you go oh no that's not that's not how it is (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm having a tough time with that one, man, because I'm trying that's, to.
1: Oh, we can, we can, we can skip it. Question three: What is the most pointless? Oh wait, wait, Go I, I would
0: say that um that I'm amazing at the systems end. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: because honestly, I hired that my co-founder is operations, come from the corporate world, hiring, firing. Like, I'm mainly marketing and sales. Um, so I guess that's one thing that like I'm like super like education or educated. I can't even say the word educated them, like the whole tax financial strategy of the business and like the systems now have someone well, so, who's definitely like more of the CEO operations.
1: So people assume that you're, um, you're, you're good at that stuff, but the, the reality I'm, is I would, the so
0: I'm, I'm assuming people assume like, cause <laughs> yeah. I have a successful business and not a lot of people know my partner, like I'm yeah. in the more front and center.
1: Um, so yeah. So that's cool. So you answered, what's one thing that you assume other people assume about you? Is what really was that a question <laughs> no, no 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 that wasn't another oh, question was say, but, but that's meta. the question you answer that's pretty cool question three right what is the most pointless subject taught at schools and what would you replace it with
0: uh i would say english is pointless
1: uh, yeah
0: what? um I'm, I'm also thinking if there's any other topics that I, I missed or subjects um i think map is pretty good uh and what i would replace it with Mhm Um I think there has to be some sort of uh, I don't know if this will work, but I always thought like they don't educate us enough about finances in school and money. Mm-hmm. like having a, something about just economics, but not like in a boring way, just like how to deal with money, how to sell stuff, how to deal with your taxes, like shit that you're required to know but they don't tell you about. Yeah, that stuff.
1: That's a great answer. What's one amazing act of kindness you've either witnessed or done yourself?
0: Um, I guess, like, I don't know, I felt really special in Thailand when I would always, like, just every day I would just make it a habit to give money to people on the street. I don't know if it's an amazing act of kindness, but, yeah, I don't know. That's kind of one of the things that made me feel good. Kind of selfish, it just made me feel good, but...
1: Yeah, yeah, you've, you've helped yeah, I, some people I, there as well. I
0: love putting a smile on people's faces, so.
1: I love that. No, that's that's a great one. What unusual or underrated food or drink should more people try out? I don't know if
0: people, like, love probiotic drinks, but I love that. Like, sparkling water, man, I drink all day. Like, anything that's, like, bubbly, like, I drink, like, four or five cans of sparkling water all day. So, I would say it's sparkling water.
1: Sparkling water. And, Is that and unusual? i I don't know i'd be unusual i guess to people that don't drink it and do you drink it for some kind of health benefit or do you just prefer the Um,
0: bubbles it's the bubbles man i just love like it's just good with the meal and it's just good like it just keeps you full too so like if you're drinking it it, like kind of satiates your appetite um just love the bubbles man
1: i love the bubbles all about the bubbles okay what's one mistake you made in your life and what do you learn from it
0: what's one mistake i have several uh i would say not doing my taxes uh, one of my years, and then later it came back three years later. and you, you have to pay for it. And I would say, like, it depends how much you owe. Like if you owe like a couple thousand in taxes, they might not care. but if you if you're over the ten thousand mark, like you know you owe, like don't yeah, pay pay for it. So I would say that's one mistake. It's, it, I hate taxes,
1: yeah, taxes suck, yeah. <laughs> what does the first thirty to sixty minutes of your day look like, and at what time does it typically start?
0: Um, first 30 to 60 minutes is me just kind of organizing, like just doing my bed, brushing my teeth, uh, making coffee, um, and meditating. Um, and it usually starts around six thirty or seven. Um, and I do, I don't take any calls until after 10 AM cause I want the first three or four hours to be deep work like a, that's how i feel like my brain's like sharpest or i'm there's not a lot of my mind throughout when you get later in the day there's more in your mind and you're hit with more stuff um so in the morning i want to like really channel like my like creativity um and like stuff where you have to think cuz there is a part of business where you have to create right mm. there's that book like the war of art um stephen pressfield i don't know if you read it um but it's really he talks about like people who achieve a lot or the people who know how to combat resistance, and like they can channel like he calls it the inner muse, like the the part of existence where ideas come to you, where you're like, I never thought of that; it just came to me. Um, that's the stuff I try to channel in the morning, just like the hard stuff. You know, we're working on my OKRs. So,
1: where do you go, or what do you do to get inspired?
0: What do I do? Uh, sometimes just smoking a joint helps. Um, <laughs> where do I go? Uh, I like playing. I think just exercising in nature is just great. Just to be, get in your body, get grounded. So either the beach or playing basketball, just out in the sun. Um, yeah,
1: like that. Who do you idolize above anyone else, and why?
0: I don't know if I idol, I don't know if I idolize anybody. Um, I would say some musicians um, that I idolize because I come from the music field, and it's <laughs> like uh, their talent. At playing instruments I'm like there's this one musician Haywire he plays the piano like insane like I'm like I want to play the piano like that so I guess him because he has a skill that I really want
1: um so yeah hey, Haywire I haven't heard of him I'll look him up
0: yeah he's like he's like he was actually one of the the best like jazz musicians in, in the US and he changed to electronic music he's almost like if like I guarantee if Beethoven or if Mozart made music they would be in electronic music because there's so much uh you can do with it and customization Like a lot of the people, uh, the big composers now do a lot of electronics, um, like Hans Zimmer with Batman and Superman, because you can do so much stuff you can't do with an instrument.
1: Um, So, yeah. I like that. Getting with the times evolving. Love that. What book or books do you read or gift the most?
0: I actually don't read a lot. But uh, I would say I read a lot of Stoke Philosophy. That was the biggest impact. Um, I don't like reading business books for some reason. I'd rather watch something. Mm -hmm. and uh i only like reading when i have something i want to solve i don't like just having information in my head maybe it's something that i'll get better with with age um but uh i would say philosophy is what i'm into that philosophy has been the bedrock of everything for me because it's allowed me to like get better on my relationship skills my conversations and just really just be grounded and uh and stuff so
1: so what books in, in in that field do you recommend
0: um uh, moral letters by Seneca. I even think Tim Ferriss said a book from Seneca. Like Tower, he read a book,
1: Tower of Seneca. Yeah,
0: yeah, I haven't heard it, but uh, I like Moral Letters by Seneca because him just talking to someone about life lessons, and then uh, Marcus Aurelius is really good. This helps you like. It's almost like spirituality, but not religion,
1: because
0: mm. I, I believe in spirituality, but not religion. Um, and uh, yeah.
1: What silly thing should people do more of?
0: Oh, silly thing. Uh, jump on a trampoline.
1: Yeah? Do you have a trampoline?
0: Yeah. I have one right here. I would jump on it, but I'm not wearing pants right now.
1: <laughs> I like that. Pa- <laughs> That's one of the pod- cool things about podcast. being an
0: online business owner. You can you can work in undies.
1: Yeah, so. oh, of course you can. So is it just like a, a like a mini one with, with a handle on it? Or yeah. like... Oh, he's getting it, bringing it to, on the show. Oh, sweet. He just bounce around on that.
0: I actually learned about it from Tony Robbins. Like he used it to get in state. Because it just... Really gets your blood flowing and your lymphatic system, and gets like your diaphragm. It just it's just like a massage for your body. So, hmm. Hmm. It's a good way to pump up the energy.
1: Definitely. So, if you could change one world problem with one wish, what would it be?
0: One world problem. Uh, clean water.
1: Boom. Easy. Uh, just just everywhere. That's just one of just, the boom, most
0: Like it. I'm still confused how that's not like solved. Like it's literally one of the easiest things to solve, but it's just not a focus for people. Um. So it kind of confuses me.
1: Yeah, yeah, it is actually super and confusing. most diseases when really are waterborne.
0: It. Most people don't talk about that, but a lot of diseases in third world country are all from water.
1: <laughs> so you could knock out a second one there at the same time as, as doing the first one. Yep. It's a twofer. Love it. Would you rather always be 10 minutes late or always be 20 minutes early?
0: Uh, early. Why? Because being late is disrespectful. You can do stuff early. <laughs> yeah, I think so. My my daddy's always tell me that like if you're not fifteen minutes ahead of time, you're you're late or something. Some yeah. quote like that.
1: Would you rather move to a new city or town every week, or never be able to leave the city or town you were born in?
0: Uh. I would I would like a happy medium. <laughs> but uh, that's tough, right? Because there's pros and cons for each. I don't think I would lean either it's weird. I don't think I lean either way. Um but probably a new city.
1: New city. If you gun to your head you had to choose one. New city every yeah. week. And then final question. What makes you happiest?
0: What makes me happiest? Um Fulfilling filling my dreams i guess like just getting being around the people i want to be and like doing the things i want to do um and kind of what i want to get out of life just making sure i'm moving those forward that just makes me happy if i feel like i wake up and like a life i want is like getting closer
1: like so progress
0: yeah and i know like there's there's stuff in there that don't necessarily make me happy but i also know like there's sacrifice in life right and sometimes you got to give up pleasure to get things you want right and that's a lot of stuff i learned from philosophy right it's like giving up short-term pleasures for like long-term uh, goals. Um, so yeah,
1: fantastic. And I, I definitely um, echo that completely. I think if anyone said said the same to me, I'd be like, yeah, just prog- progress. The feeling of you know crushing a day and moving closer to your to your goals.
0: Yeah, and um, that, that's and... actually like it snowballs. It mm-hmm. motivates you to take that bigger thing right on. So.
1: Oh yeah, I mean, you know, literally wrote the book on that thing, right? You know, the the one percent secret. is about the compounding effects and growth that you have from the from the one percent um, changes and improvements that you make in your life. So, and it applies to everything. But this isn't about me; it's about you, Daxi. And that was such a um, an awesome answer to to top off the uh, the, the the rapid fire question round. So um, that pretty much brings us to the end of the show. Um, but at this point, I would like to ask: Do you have any asks or requests of the audience?
0: Um no i just want to say thank you for listening and uh if you do or if you are interested in like doing a podcast if you feel like it's the right time for you because obviously like you i think people have their own intuition and they know like if you're going to do something you have to go all in so if you feel like it's the right time uh join my facebook group there's some free educational stuff in there to help people get started and yeah it's pretty much the only ask well it's not really ask it's just like you want to do it but uh yeah just thank you for you guys who are listening
1: boom well Daxi thank you so much for taking the time today to to share with us we we eked out some absolutely golden nuggets there and um but also I think more importantly the why behind a lot of them and um I think the you asked some challenging questions um which, yeah, is, which like, is cool right I, that's unusual but
0: I, I'm I'm more of the um, flat. like I like people to like think about stuff there isn't like always a a blanket answer for stuff in life mm. but there is like the It's like strategy over tactics, right? The tactics, there's always tactics, right? But like, if you can think the right way, then you can like think about stuff yourself, so...
1: And um, yeah, and I really appreciate that. And I think those those um, those questions as well, the audience taking on board, taking on board those those questions and asking themselves those questions as well. Um, I think it's going to be incredibly impactful. So it's like value, but in layers there that you've that you've dropped on the audience today, Daxi. So thank you once again. I'm, I'm truly grateful for you taking the time to share with us today to put the value out into the world. Um, thank you, dude, for being. I'm gonna I'm gonna here.
0: like trademark that by the way. Layered value.
1: Layered value. You you can have it. You've earned it. It's, It's my gift to you. But thanks so much, man. Cool. Thank you, bro. Hey there, you incredibly good-looking human. Thanks so much for listening. If you had a good time today and would like more good times in the future, please hit that subscribe button and leave a heartwarming review. I read them all and it will go a long way to help others out there benefit from all the teachings of this show. Don't forget we release two interviews per week, plus a shorter, actionable, and tactical show in between. And if you want to get in touch or otherwise learn more about me, head to martincook.co.uk or smarterdestiny.com. I really appreciate you. You're an incredible human. Until next time, keep crushing.